0: So we want to get right into our Bible study again tonight, and hopefully uh, you've been growing. Amen. Last month you was growing in maturity. Do you feel like you're maturing? You're growing? Getting old? (laughs) Well, one of the things as as you grow in Christ, you realize that you find yourself going over and over and a lot in the word of God, and you find out that the more you study the word of God, the more you apply the word of God, there's something beginning to change with inside of you, you know, and that's the design of God's word. The Bible says, wherefore, with the young man cleanses way is by taking heed unto thy word. So the Word of God is designed to change us. It's designed to bring us to that perfection that God desires us to reach. The plateau, the level, the Word God is trying to take us to. That's why Peter, in Second Peter 1, 5 through 11, he says, if you add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge temperance, temperance patience, patience, godliness, the godliness, brotherly kindness, the brotherly kindness, charity. He says, if these things be in you and abound, they make that you should not be barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He says, but if you don't have these things, you're still blind and you can't see afar off. And you've forgotten that you was purged from your sins. See? Okay. In other words, you've already forgot. You repented. You've already forgot. You're baptized in Jesus name. You know, you forgot that, that first stage of life. See, there should be that zeal should always be in you for the things of God. Jesus told the disciples in Luke, I think it's Luke, 21:14, I might be, or 21:14, I think it is. He says, "Settle this thing in your mind." He says, he he told his disciples, he says, "There's gonna be some things happen to you." He says, "They're gonna cast you in prison, persecute you, they might even kill you, you know, but your life will become a testimony." And he says, uh, he says, you need to settle. Notice there it is. It says, you need to settle this therefore in your heart. You better get it in your mind real quick. Say, and this is the key to this race. We got to get it settled in our minds that I'm gonna make it. Say, if I don't settle this thing in my mind that this is truth. If I don't settle this thing in my mind, then I'm going to dance on streets to go. I can sit here and sing all the songs, oh, I want to see him. I can sing all the songs I want, but if I don't have it settled in my mind, I'm going to miss the mark. See? So you, you have to settle it in your heart and in your mind. As Paul says in Romans 8, nothing shall be able to separate me from the love of God. Nothing is going to pull me away from this. If it was truth yesterday, it's truth tomorrow, it's truth today. Amen. It's just as fresh as it was when I felt it, when he pulled me out of darkness in his marvelous light, when he filled me with the Holy Ghost and I spoke in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance, when he, I got baptized in his name and the water washed away my sin is just as fresh. Amen. So I have to settle this thing in my mind that this is truth and this is right. Amen. And I have to become not just a hearer of God's word. We have to be a doer of God's word. Amen. If we're going to grow. If we're going to see him, we've got to do what his word says. Jesus says, you know, I didn't come to judge the world. I come to save. Amen. But if you reject it, you're going to see it again. So we need the purpose. We have to settle this thing in our mind. Amen. So we're talking about growing in self-discipline. And we've already determined, we've already realized, we've always already talked about that it's called self-discipline because it falls on your lap. It's not my responsibility to discipline you. It falls to you. You are Holy Ghost filled. You are the one that says you've been baptized in Jesus' name. So you must develop yourself. I can only give you instructions. I can only show you what's in the Word of God. But you have to grasp it for yourself. You have to have a relationship with God where you pray. You read your Word. You do exactly what God's Word tells you to do. So you can mature and grow in the things of God. Amen. Is what God desires us to do. So what does it mean to be self-disciplined? To be self-disciplined is, as the Marine Corps say, semper fidelis. Always faithful. Always faithful. You have to be faithful to yourself. You have to be faithful to your mate. You have to be faithful to your God. You have to be faithful to your church. You have to be faithful to reading, studying, give attendance, Paul told Timothy, reading, exhortation and doctrine. Amen. Neglect not these things, but continue in them for and so doing what's going to happen. You're going to save yourself and you're going to save others that hears it from you. So you have to be faithful. You have got to be submissive. Submit yourselves to the things of God. Submit yourself to those who are over you. It amazes me the number of people that say they're Christian but they don't submit to nobody. They don't want to be as submitted to anybody. You 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 going to tell me you're submitted to God you're not su- submitted to the leadership over you. No, it doesn't work that way. You know you you're violating scripture. You have to be submitted. The things of God to his word, every ordinance of God, you have to be able to endure. You got to have endurance. You got to be able to stand, stand against opposition. Amen. Stand against wrong. You got to be able to take a licking sometimes. You got to be able to do things that you may not like doing, but a lot of times it's for your good. You know, I can remember when I was first winning the army, man, I didn't like running all that stuff. I didn't know. I didn't like crawling in the mud. You know, I didn't like all that stuff they was putting me through. But I guarantee you, when I got in Vietnam and the bullets start flying over my head, I was glad they taught me how to get down. You know, I, I asked the guy in training, I says, how will I know if the enemy is shooting at me? He said, you will know. He said, "AK-47 has a sound like no other." He said, "You'll know it's not yours. You know, You'll know how to get down and get down probably lower than what you are right now, because he says a stray bullet don't know anybody." You know, so so you have to have some endurance. You know, you got to be loyal. You got to be faithful, as we said earlier. You know, you got to have discretion. You need to be discreet. In these things. Amen. You gotta be alert. You gotta be sober. You gotta be vigilant. You know the, the, the Lord already told you, the adversary is a devil walking around seeking whom he may devour. So you gotta be on the alert. And that's part of being self-disciplined. We have to be servants of the Lord. We gotta have compassion. We gotta take the initiative. We don't need to wait. The part of being self-disciplined is take the initiative. You know, you see things that need to be done, you do it. You don't wait till somebody have to come and ask you to do it or, you know, to, to tell you to do it. Self-discipline is seeing things that need to be done, and you just do it. You know, that's part of self-discipline. If I have to tell you every time, do this, do this, do that, do this, do this, do that, you're not disciplined. You know, how many times do your parents have to tell your kids? How many times do I have to tell you? You know. Remember, you tell your kids that? How many times do I have to tell you? You know, that's the sign of life, of self-discipline. If I have to tell you over and over and over and over and over again. Say, you have to settle this thing in your mind. Say, get it in your heart. You know, I know I'm pleasing God. I'm serving God. Jesus says, I have given you what? An example. So we have our example is him, and he's trying to take us to a better place. Amen. We have to be persistent in this walk with God. We can't look back. As Paul said, brother, I count myself not to apprehend. I forget those things are behind. We're new creatures in Christ, so we need to be moving forward. Amen. Because if we don't have self-discipline, you know what's going to happen? You're going to destruct. More people are in prison. More people are in debt. More people are distressed. More people, amen, is discontented for one purpose: a lack of self-discipline. Amen. Think about it. Is it they don't have self-discipline? See. If you have discipline, you can pull yourself right up out of distress. Easy. See? Because you know what to do. See? You, you know, people, like I said, people are over their heads in debt because they're not disciplined. See? They have more of a want than a need. The Bible says he knows the things we have need of. say See? So we have to discipline ourselves so that we just don't run headlong in every new gadget. Don't read the small print. You've got to read the small print on stuff. When they have you sign those forms and, you know, and everything else and you're getting stuff and doing stuff, you know, you're going to have to read. That's why they make it so small. You ever hear that guy on the radio when you, when he's talking about they selling something and he talks so fast, you say, what in the world did he just say? You know, but well, that's why they do it is they talk fast. So you miss what they're saying. See, so you have to slow down and read. Jesus says, have you not read? See, you've got to read this the, the, in order to be able to discipline yourself. Say the same way with memorization. You know, as I said Sunday, there's there's no scripture telling you to memorize the scripture. It's not. But the more you apply it, as David says, thy word have I hid in my heart. I memorized it so I won't sin against you. That's discipline. Say you've got to discipline yourself so that you do not destruct. Because the enemy is out to destroy you. Say, if Eve would have had self-discipline, she wouldn't have ate of that tree. She already knew what God had said. I don't care if she added some words to it about not touching it. You know, well, if he told you not to touch it, why well, you touch it. That's the lack of self-discipline. You know, if you knew what God has already said and then you go against it, that's the lack of self-discipline. See, so we have to realize that. We've got to learn to be Content, as Paul says, as he told Timothy in 1 Timothy 6, 6. He says, having food and raiment, what? Let's be content. Say, be satisfied with what you have and who you are. A good man, Proverbs 14, 14, is what? He's satisfied from himself. Say, Solomon goes on in Proverbs 30, I think is verse 15, 16. He says there's three things that is never satisfied. And four things say not it is enough. The grave, the barren womb, the earth without water, and a fire. He said there's, They say this is not enough. You know, the earth is never satisfied with more bodies. The grave always wants some more. Satan always wants some more in the grave with him. See, you were not created to be in the grave. You went to the watery grave once, but you rose to walk in newness of life. And so now you are moving to be with Christ. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So we have to make sure that we have self-control. It came with the Holy Ghost, right? Did not the the Holy Ghost bring temperance? So you should have some self-discipline, self-control, controlling you. Amen? So understand, we talked last week about removing the temptation. Get the wrong out of your life. If some, something or someone is, is, is causing you to do wrong, remove that temptation. Get it out of the way. Solomon's mother told him in Proverbs 1, my son, if sinners entice you, consent not. Don't give in. As Nancy Reagan said, just say no. Don't, don't give in to it. If you know it's wrong, don't do it. I don't care who is trying to entice you. Don't do it. Because if you do it, if you do wrong, You're going to be guilty about it. And then you're going to feel like I can't serve God. I can't do what God is telling me to do because I keep falling back. I keep, you know, backsliding. I just keep going wrong, 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 wrong. Well, well, you know it. Stop. I think the Holy Ghost is power. See? So you have to realize you've got to discipline yourself. We have to move on to perfection. Amen. Don't be drawn away by your own lust. All that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life is not of the Father, it's of the world. See? So we gotta discipline ourselves. I have the purpose, I gotta settle this thing in my mind. Look at Ephesians four. Let's go to Ephesians chapter four, starting around verse seventeen. Um, Now notice what Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus, uh, chapter, uh, four, verse 17 through 32. He says, this I say therefore in testifying the Lord, notice that you henceforth from right now, okay, he says from right now, you get this in your mind, you get this in your heart, you put it deep down within you and Therefore testify that the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of your mind. Don't keep going out the useless stuff. You know. The wrong. Don't don't keep going out the wrong. You got a purpose in your mind. I, I gotta cut this thing loose somewhere. I gotta stop somewhere. And start doing what I'm supposed to do is right. You're born again. You're new. You're a new creature. You're not the old person. You've been born again of the water and the Spirit. So settle it. Amen. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Say, people that are still in the world is, is still blind. To the gospel, to the truth. Paul says in Second Corinthians 3, he says, If this gospel is hid, is hid to them who is lost, and whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest this glorious gospel of Christ should be revealed to them. Amen. Everything in Jesus flows from the knowledge of the understanding that you know who he is. Amen. So you're not supposed to be blind anymore. You're supposed to have eyes that can see, ears that can hear, a heart that can receive, because you've been born again. Say, So you should be disciplined. You should know that you can't keep doing the same old things that's wrong. You know what's wrong versus what's right. Because the Holy Ghost kicks in. It tells you. See, so you have to discipline yourself. See, their understanding is darkened. They're alienated from the life of God. See, the enemy has them blind. Who, being in past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanliness with greed, godly greediness. Notice, see, all the impurities, all these things we see taking place in the world is just flowing because they're alienated from God. They're dark. They're walking in the dark. They're living in darkness. Amen. They can't see it, what they're stumbling at. But you should not be if you have tasted the good deeds of God. Amen. Paul goes on, notice verse 20. He said, but you have not learned Christ. You have not so learned Christ, if so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Amen. I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. No man can come unto the Father but by me. Amen. If the truth is in you, then what are you doing wrong? The truth shall make you free. And if the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Are you free? See? Self-discipline keeps you free. Because you don't do wrong. So you don't have to worry about somebody correcting you. You don't have to worry about going to jail. You don't have to worry about being in debt. Because you have control of you. The truth will make you free. And the more of God's words you hide in you, the more of the truth is being down inside of you. Say So that you live truth. You walk truth. You talk truth. Amen. It's what he is trying to show us. If you have learned of Christ, amen, verse 22, that you put off concerning the former behavior or conversation of the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, amen, renew your mind, renew the way you think. The way you think, the way you act, all of your plans, all these things change the way you look at it. If it gave you good reports out when you was out there, you wouldn't probably be in here. <laughs> you know, think about how you think about things. That's what self-discipline does is it help you make right choices. I wisdom. Dwell where? With prudence. And I find out knowledge of witty inventions. See? You, you've got to understand that the wisdom of God, the distression, as tight as Paul told Titus, you know, that the aged woman is to teach the young woman how to be discreet. You know, that the young men learn how to be sober and how to be alert. See? That's what self-discipline is all about, is you being able to see the wrong and avoid it. You being able to see the pitfalls and avoid it. You being able to see the traps that the enemy set before you and avoid it. You see? Because the word is a lamp unto your feet and is a light unto your pathway. This is why you've got to study the word of God. This is why you have to hide the word of God in your heart. Because the thief comes not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He's setting traps before you every day. He's setting traps. He He watches the way you go to work. He watches the way of what you do in your house. He's watching you. He understands. He knows what can get you and, and, and he's just waiting for the right moment. Just like the rat is observing the trap. You know, he knows, you know, when to put the right bait there to get you. See, so you have to be disciplined. You have to stay in the Word of God. You have to pray. You've got to seek God's face. You have to, again, go back to what I said at the onset. You have to settle it in your mind that when the tempter comes, I'm leaving. I'm moving out of the area. I'm getting away from that. I'm not going to stand there and be enticed. Say. You have to be real careful, you know, how sometimes people can, you know, just sit there and, and not move and think they're going to be able to avoid the tempter. See, he's sly. Right. He's slick. You know, think about Amnon. He had a friend and he told him what to do. You know, you know Amnon's in love with his half sister and what is his friend telling him to do? Set up a plan to rape her, you know. And look what happened. Say, you have to be careful. You hang around sin long enough, I guarantee you're going to give in to it. You hang around with worldliness, you're going to give in to it. Be not deceived. You have to take a stand. So Paul is telling the church here that you put off the conversations of the old, the behavior, that old conversation, your old behaviors, you got to get rid of it. You're new. You have to think differently. You have to think soberly. You have to think righteous. I'm going to be with Jesus. I'm going to be with him. I'm sorry. I can't go sit on the bar stool with you anymore. I'm sorry, I can't go hang out with you and drunken and partying and rousing and all that stuff anymore. Love you, but can't do that stuff anymore. See? Evil communications corrupt what? Good manners. So we have to be careful. Be renewed. Be renewed. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, renew your mind. Renew the way you think. And that you put on the new man, which of the God is created in what? Righteousness and true holiness. Doing right and separated unto God. That's all holiness is. You're separated from the world. You separate yourself to God. That's all you're doing. You're saying, making up your mind, I'm going to serve God. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to do right. I'm going to live right. I'm going to be right. I'm not going to conform to the things and the ways of this world. I'm going to reform to the ways of God's word. Wherefore put away lying. Amen. Now is not the time to lie. Speak every man what? Truth with his neighbor. Why? Because you say I got the truth in me. And Jesus says, Not what goes in a man that defiles him, but what comes out. So truth is in me, it should be truth should be coming out of me. Amen. For we are members one of another. We're in the same family. Amen. Discipline, discipline, discipline. Amen. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. Amen. Forgive, forgive, forgive. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more. But rather let him labor, working with his hands the things which is good, that he may have to give to him that have need it. Let no corrupt communications proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put far from you with all malice. And be ye kind one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Amen. The same way God forgave you, He forgave your sins, you must forgive others. Because Jesus says, if you don't forgive, neither will your Father forgive you. See, that's part of discipline, is being able to forgive when someone says something wrong or do something wrong. Amen, to you. The honors and responsibility is on you to get it right. Amen. So we have to grow in self-discipline so that our hearts and mind remain right and pure at all times. We are to put on the whole armor of God, the breastplate of righteousness. Remember last week we said that David told Abner why he died as a fool. His hands was not in stock. You have the capabilities to get into the Word of God. Your hands are not in stocks. Turn the pages. Your feet is not in fetters. Run to the church. You know, that your strength is in the house of God, in the Word of God. So grow in the things. Let discipline get into your heart. Amen. Solomon says in Proverbs seventeen three that the finding pot is for silver. And the furnaces for gold for what? God tries the heart. Notice, you know, the furnace and, you know, the silver and the gold, you know, the reason they have to go through those purification processes is to get all those other minerals and stuff out of it to make sure it's the real deal. You know, you're right. They got to get rid of all this stuff so it is classified as real. Well, the same way. God checks our heart, you know. To make sure that we are the real deal. Cause as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. See? So you have to discipline yourself. Amen. So that you are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You see, when a person is self-disciplined, he can, he can control himself. He knows. See? He can see. His eyes are alert to what is around him. He has love flowing out of him. Notice all these things that we just read that Paul says not to do. Don't lie. Don't cheat. Don't steal. You know, don't rob. Don't do these things anymore. That was the old life. See? And if I'm going to discipline myself, then I've got to get to the Word of God. I've got to start doing what it tells me to do, or else I'm going to self-destruct. You can't play church. You can't play being a Christian. You've got to be real. Because God is real. See? And you have to be the real deal. That's why Paul says to the church of Galatians, Oh, foolish Galatians, Who has bewitched you? You know, you you, you start in the spirit. Now, do you think you can be made perfect by the flesh? No. You can't. You don't want to walk on the blood of God. See? You want to make sure that you're right. You want to ensure that you're living right and doing right. That's how discipline is. Is doing the right thing when no one is watching you. his prompt obedience to orders. God has given us the, the orders that he wants us to do. And it's all good. That's the, that's the good thing. <laughs> There's nothing bad in it. See, people keep trying to say, oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. Why not? There's nothing hard there to do. He's trying to show you how to have a good, successful, prosperous life. See, not only in this life, but in the life to come. Amen. I don't want to gain the whole world down here and lose my soul there. Amen. Being a Christian is supposed to be so much joy. I don't know. I, I'm still trying to figure out why people make it so hard. Oh, I'm so tired. Really? How did you get there? i would like, to say I'm disciplined. See? Okay. You have to discipline yourself. The enemy is going to try to worry you out. Have you not read in Scripture? Look at Daniel 7.25. What do he say? He should speak great words against the Most High and wear out the saints. Read it. (laughs) And think to change times and laws. Think it. Anybody seen the laws and times changing? He's trying to wear you out. You've got to discipline yourself. He's going to wear you out. This world will kill you. You... If you got a civilian job, a civilian job, secular job, I'm sorry. You know, I think militarily all the time. You're going to have to have some discipline or this world is going to kill you. You see, you have to discipline yourself. You got to know, even Jesus told his disciples, come apart and rest a while. You know, you need to have discipline to know. When I need to get out of the ball game. You know. See. You ever notice anything about baseball? When the pitcher throwing the, the ball the wrong way. Why don't, they, why, don't, why don't they move the plate so he can throw, throw the ball right? Huh? You ever notice that? They never move the plate, do they? They never move the bags. They move the pitcher. They move the catcher because the standard is the plate. Hear me. The standard is the plate. They ain't going to move the plate. They're going to move the, the pitcher the same way with God. This is the standard. He ain't going to move it. He says heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. He'll move us, you know. But he's not going to move the standard. Look at the children of Israel. What did he tell Moses? "Get out the way, I kill every one of them, and give you some more." You know, he's not going to move the standard. So we have to get to the point that we're going to obey and throw some scribes <laughs> and do what is right. If not, he's going to take us out the game. say, I got to discipline me. Amen. Because this is what God is trying to do to us. He wants to have us to reflect him. And that's part of being self-disciplined. You know, what does Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13? Though I speak in tongues of men and angels and have not what? I'm come as a sound and brass and tinkling cymbal. I'm just making noise. If I ain't disciplined, I'm just making noise. Hello. if I give all my money to feed the poor and get my body to be burned and have not love I'm not, I'm not disciplined see I've got to have some discipline in me hey I don't need somebody to keep telling me the same thing over and over and over when I have the capabilities to study and read it for myself and apply it Say, that's what discipline is. It's doing the right thing when no one is watching you. Because you know God is always looking. What do you think think Moses told the children of Israel? If you don't do what you said you're going to do, he says, you be sure your sin is going to find you out. It's going to be revealed. You know? Birds are taken and drop it right in the middle. You know? Well, you think people get caught for doing wrong? No. It's a like of self-discipline. Love is patient. Go right back. Self-discipline is having patience. Love is kind. Self-discipline is being kind. Love doesn't envy. Self-discipline doesn't envy. We rejoice with those who rejoice. Self-discipline is not boastful. It has a mild temperate spirit with it. It doesn't behave unseemly. They're not crazy. <laughs> you know, it has control. It's not selfish. It has a servant's attitude, a servant's heart. It has a humble spirit. It can endure things. Amen. We must grow in our forgiveness and discipline in God. Amen. We have to be able to, discipline is being able to do what? Turn that other cheek. I don't respond to somebody's wrong the same way they respond to me. That's why Paul says you put away all malice and evil and all that stuff. Get that stuff out of your heart. Settle it in your mind. I'm not going to let that junk get to me. I'm not going to let what other people do wrong get to me. I have to be disciplined. See? I can't let what they're doing keep troubling me. I have to remain disciplined. See? Vengeance is mine. God to take care of all that stuff. You yeah? know? If, if they want to go down, if they want to learn life by the school of hard knocks, let them learn school of hard knocks. You know? They, they, you know, I think Paul says tribulations work patience and patience experience. You know, so if they need some experience how to be disciplined, let them go through some stuff in their lives. Let them take the hard knocks. You know. Guarantee they'll wake up. If they have to go behind bars for a couple of years, let them go. They'll wake up. (laughs) And when they realize they don't have any freedom, you know, they'll realize how, you, you can, I guarantee in prison, you learn just how quick freedom really is. See? You, you, you learn things. Discipline. Discipline. We have to be disciplined. Amen. Here's how we grow in self-discipline. Look look at 1 Peter 4.12. We're getting there. 1 Peter 4.12. Beloved? Don't you like the way they call you that? Because they loved you. See, God loved you so much, Jesse. That's why he calls you beloved. That's why that word's in the Scripture so much. He says, "I love you so much." He says, "But I want to warn you. I want to tell you a few things here, is what he says. You know, that's what that's what he said. When he, when you see that word "beloved," he says, "Get ready, because I can. I need to share some things with you." Is what the Scripture is saying to you. Note, yeah, pay attention now. Listen to me. He says, "Beloved, think not strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you, as so some strange thing has happened to you." Notice, he says, hey, when this stuff comes, he said, when you're going through things in your life, don't think it's strange. Don't think the devil's beating you up. <laughs> okay? He says, he says, don't, don't think it's strange about what's gonna happen to you. He says, but, what? Whoa. No, no, he did not mean for me when I'm in a trial to start rejoicing. See? See, this is part of self-discipline. See, when I'm going through things, I can either get in a state of depression or I can rejoice. See, because the Scriptures already told me that things are going to come against me. You know, it's through, Paul says, much tribulation we enter into heaven. So I already settled that in this cat's mind. I don't know about you. When I read that, I automatically put that in my heart and in my mind. Okay, I'm going to go through some things in my life before I cross the pond. You know, I'm ready for it. When it comes, I'm not going to complain about it. I'm just going to keep rejoicing. I'm just going to keep magnifying and exalting God. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing but in everything with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made unto God. The peace of God which passeth all understanding will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. So Paul says, Peter says rejoice. And as much as what? You're partaking of Christ's suffering. That when his glory shall be revealed. When he comes back for me. You may also be excited. With exceeding joy. Man, I made it. Woo! I held on. I didn't give up. I kept the faith. Henceforth, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. I did it. Man, we made it. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you. Paul says, I think myself happy. Amen. Happy are ye, for the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, and the glory of God is upon you. On their part, he's evil spoken of. But on your part, he's glorified. Amen. Think about it. You're, it's, you're, he's glorified in your life right. because you stood strong. You had the endurance. You had the patience. You had the love. You had the zeal. You had the eagerness to keep going. Amen. Like Job says, though God slay me yet, will I trust him. I maintain my way before him. Job says, I have not gone back from his word. He knows the way that I take. And when I am tried, I shall come forth like gold. Amen. Praise God. The test of times will push you over the line. Amen. So stay in there. Stay in there. Stay in there. James goes on and tells us in James chapter 1, verse 19 through 27. Notice what James says. Wherefore, my beloved brethren? There that word is, beloved brethren. Let every man be swift to hear, and slow to speak, and slow to anger, wrath. Be slow about it. Don't get mad. Amen. You know how you not get mad? You walk away and pray. You do that, so you don't get mad. You, you need to do it all the time. That's self-discipline. See, when you when you feel like you're getting mad, just walk away and go over in the corner, lift up your hands and worship God. Praise, God, I love you. I thank you. Can. You know what? Usually you're Usually, gonna have the peace, the passive understanding. You won't get angry. All of us. That's that's the key. You know, don't stay there in an argument. Get up and go pray. Get up and walk away. Get up and rejoice. You know, don't let it be upon you. Amen. Think about it. For the wrath of the anger of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Right. Anger is not going to work right. It's going to be wrong. Because usually you start yelling, screaming, hollering, punching, hitting, doing all kinds of stuff. That's not right. That's a lack of self-discipline. See, you've got to be disciplined. Therefore, lay apart of all filthiness and superabundance of a super afflorties of junk. Get it out of your way. And naughtiness. No, don't be naughty. <laughs> don't be naughty. And receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. Get Jesus in you. The word was made flesh. He's engrafted in you. He's in you now. He took on a bold up inside of you. Amen. He's able to save your souls. That's what you're trying to do. The word will save you. See? The Word will save you. It will discipline you so that you don't make wrong choices and wrong mistakes. The Word is designed to help you be right. Yes. Amen. Right. But be you doers of the Word and not hearers only deceiving yourself. For any man be a hearer and not a doer. He's like a man to behold his natural face in a glass, you know, and forget what matter of man he was. See? But whosoever look into this, notice what he called it, the perfect law of freedom. Liberty, freedom, the perfect law of freedom, or liberty, and continue therein, and he be not a forgetful here, but a doer. Notice what's gonna happen. Everything you do is gonna be blessed. See? That's why you you could take that right there and go back to Psalms one. And it says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of them, godly, nor stand in the way of sinner, nor sin deceives, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law that be made dead should be like a tree planted by the river's waters, bring forth fruit in his season Whatsoever he do it. if any man among you notice Uh oh, watch this. If you seem to be religious and you don't brattle your tongue. You deceive your own heart and your religion is fruitless. It's in vain. Notice, discipline is being able to control this little animal. <laughs> See, that's why James, if you go to the third chapter, he says, The tongue is a little member, but it set on course the fires of hell. Solomon says in Proverbs 18, 21, where's life and death? Right here. See, I have to control this. What I say. When to speak. When not to speak. That's what, remember, we read the Scripture? Let every man be what? Slow to speak. Quick to hear. And slow to wrath. Listen. Say, most people... Listen to answer. They do not listen to hear. They listen to answer. You start talking, they already know what they're going to say. You have to learn how to listen to hear. If not, you're not going to be disciplined. Because a lot of times you learn stuff by listening what to do. And how to do it. See, you don't want to keep running off at the gibbers. See, you don't want your religion to be vain. See, so learn how to listen. That's part of self-discipline. Amen. Praise God. So let's lay aside some things and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul. Amen. Because God is always watching and others is watching you. So you've got to make sure that you, you're disciplined. You play in a glass house as a Christian. You know, same way in leadership, you play in a glass house. As a Christian, you are in a glass house. Everything you do, you're being watched. And and like I said, the enemy is at every corner. He's waiting. To trip you up. And so therefore you have to be on your best behavior. You've got to be on your best guard. Because he's going to take that crown away. See, but you can rejoice in the Lord. You can be excited in the Lord. You can love the Lord. Amen. Nothing like serving God at all times. in righteousness and holiness and purity. And living for him all the days of your life, because he's got something good for you. Amen. Praise God. Father, we exalt you. We thank you, Lord. God, teach us thy way, O Lord. Lead us in the plain path. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me, O God's Set a guard at my eyes, O oh God. Set a guard at my ears, my lips, my hands, my feet, O oh God. Let your blood be over us, O oh God. Let that protective shield of faith be around us. Speak to our hearts constantly, Lord God. When the enemy is trying to deceive us, to trick us, to turn our hearts away, O oh God, let us be strong in the Lord and in the power of your might, O oh God. Let us continue, Lord, to hide the word of God in our hearts so that we will not sin against thee. Let us always, God, continue to look unto you, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, O God. We thank you. Bless your people, Lord. Bless them. Give them wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Strengthen them in every area of their life, O God. Let them know, God, that you walk with them, that you're as close as the mention of your name upon them, O God. Thank you, Lord. Bless them this night. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Amen. Ways of Nights Leadership Training Sunday morning, 815. Amen. Prayer, Friday night, 6 o'clock. Amen. Everybody, let's have a great time. Learn and grow. Amen. God bless.